remember trying to talk to you in high school Couldn't even get a look cause you were too cool But now we're older and we're playing by the new rules We lived and learned Cause it's Hello again everybody and welcome back to Random Discard I am Clues, one of your faithful hosts And joining me as always is Rich Rich, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, thank you And yourself? I am doing just dandy just dandy. So, hey, exciting, exciting times in the magic world, right? We, uh, we, Most of the time. We've got, uh, we're like partway through the Innistrad block. Uh, we got crazy stuff happening. Probably, probably Emrakul. I don't, not real happy about that. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the story lately, but. Eldrazi, Eldrazi are invading. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't have that for sure, but all the hints are there that the thing that's lurking just outside of, of Innistrad is totally Emrakul, and now that Soren had to go and kill Avacyn and the Hell Vault is destroyed, there's no protection for the plane of Innistrad, so we all think that the giant flying spaghetti monster is just going to come knocking on the door, so... Well, I mean, it's fitting. It does have connections to Soren, who... To help trap it, so I can see where maybe it's trying to kill Soren if it has that kind of consciousness, which we don't know. Yeah, I just wouldn't think that it would, because that's not really... I mean, so the idea... Look, okay, well, hi, hi everybody at home. Um, this is not today's topic, but we're giving you this anyway. So the idea is that Nahiri has essentially lured it there because Nahiri's trying to pay Soren back for leaving Zendikar, you know, hanging it out to dry, so... Like, because of what Nyssa did, or way back after they locked everything in Hedrons? Uh, after they locked everything in Hedrons, and then uh, Soren didn't come back to, to fix it. But he did. Well, he tried to. He went looking for Ugin, but... Uh, but Nihiri didn't come back. Well, there's also some implication, I kid you not, that Nihiri might have been locked in the Hell Vault all this time. Yeah, I that was my reaction. Hmm... Yeah, look, we're going to have to do a whole flavor cast to try and, uh, you know, tease all of this apart, but it's weird, is what I'm saying, and I'm not really sure I like where it's going storyline-wise, but hey, speaking of where things are going, there's, a, like, a whole new asterisk set coming out this week, <laughs> and that is Eternal Masters. So, how about how about that? How about them apples, huh? It's It's something... It is totally something. The question is, what what something is it? Hey, you know, before we get into what something it is, do you know if your local game store has events planned for this? Um, they probably do. I don't know off the top of my head exactly what they have planned. They'll probably try a draft. Yeah. I don't know how many people they'll get to show up for it. Yeah, that's that's the question I have because this uh, this set. I there are things I like about this set. There are things I'm really interested in about this set, but there are... I also have... I have reservations. I might describe my... F I feel reserved about this set. Uh, see what I did there? Uh, reserved? Uh, uh, uh. Uh? Yeah, because uh, there's stuff they can't print. And um, look, we all knew that they couldn't, and we all knew that they wouldn't. Uh, but hey, let's... Let's just ask this first question here that I'm, I'm going to ask you, and I'm, I'm not sure that there's a right answer, or there may not be a single answer, but let me ask this. Who do you, good sir, who do you think this set is for? Hmm. 
Honestly? Yeah. Commander players. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with you there, right? Cause I, okay, so it's Eternal Masters. And so the first thing that you think when you think Eternal Masters, oh, this is aimed at legacy and vintage people. Kind of. I mean, there's aspects of yes. Yeah. But I, I, I just think it's more towards commander players. Like one, they're gonna start, they can get stuff where they could foil it mm-hmm. that they could never get foil before. Some stuff that's got new art. Um, or if, even if it's like the same art, it's kind of crisper art. Sure, yeah. Because I think because if you look at World Gorger Dragon, uh-huh. I believe the art's the same. It just looks a lot crisper. Yeah, it's also you know in the new frame, and so you know there's 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 definitely aspects to that. And so I, I'm with you there. I I agree. I just, I mean, that's the first thing where I start to see value in some of this stuff. I don't know. It's. This isn't going to bring someone into Legacy who doesn't play Legacy. Right. So, uh, okay, let's start with established players. Is this set for established Legacy and Vintage players? And I think the overwhelming answer to that is no. Well, the thing about, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but most established Legacy players generally, for the most part, specialize in one deck because that's the cheapest and they just pretty much have what they need and they don't change very much yeah they tend to become i mean that's one of the appeals of the eternal formats is that uh you know i have uh, a deck or at least a deck archetype that i like i have an established deck that i use i tweak it a little bit here and there but for the most part from season to season and year to year it's essentially the same deck so i don't have to keep but they're not on the merry-go-round where you buy right. into a deck and then it rotates and then you have to buy into it the deck again. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, eternal so, players are like that. And so I mean, like if, let's let's take a look at Modern Masters first because it's the closest thing we can compare this set to. Yeah, absolutely. Is you could buy Modern Masters, uh huh, and like a good chunk of it, which a lot of people did, and you could get into mo- ma- modern that way. Sure. Now, are we talking about the original Modern Masters or the second one or both? The original. Okay, good. We'll go with the original because this is the first of this set and the other one was really just extra fodder. Sure. So, I mean, if we look at just this one that, you know, the first one, you could get the first one and it gave you enough staples to play the set. I mean, yes, it didn't give you all the lands you needed, but right. it did give you what you need to get a good basic set. And I just don't think... This offers the same for vi- for legacy. We'll go with legacy because one, I don't know enough about vintage, and there's so much power nine in vintage. Yeah, I was gonna say there's that, there's no power nine here, so it's not really so, vintage. So we'll look. So we'll look at mostly just legacy. Yeah, and they have some of the big legacy stuff, but not all of it. Not the big high dollar stuff, which again I know is a lot of it's the fetches and the lands or the real high dollar stuff. But there's still other stuff that's real expensive. Yeah, so I, and, I think you're right, though. I think it's it's best to compare Eternal Masters and where it really falls in a... Uh, I don't know if a design standpoint is correct, but I, I think the most analogous thing is the first Modern Masters. Uh, definitely not the second Modern Masters, because I think there were there were some issues with the second Modern Masters that I think are, are perfectly fair to bring up. I mean, a prime example of a major legacy deck that this set is doing nothing for yeah. is show, show and tell. It gives you sneak attack, it does, but it doesn't yeah. give you show and tell. True. And I don't know if, I don't think show and tell is the most, it's not that, I mean, maybe it's just too broken for drafts. I don't know. I don't know a lot the price of um, show and tell off the top of my head. I know it's not cheap. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's not a super cheap card, but I think think the bigger problem with putting show and tell in this set and and this is actually a theme that i think we'll see come back again and again as we discuss this set 
if you put the card show and tell in here, you have to give the drafter who is drafting the show and tell, you've got to give them targets for it. So now if I stick show and tell in here, I now have to give them big dumb creatures that they're never going to be able to cast anyway that they're going to stick in. And sure, you get that a little bit with sneak attack. That's, that's absolutely true. But if you put in both sneak attack and show and tell, now you better have some really juicy targets in here for them. And now we've eaten up design slots where we're going to have to have, you know, your Emrakuls or uh, your oh, Grizzle Brands, and then it's just they, broken. They don't, I mean, I don't, I just think if they have just big dumb stuff that's like big, but you know, I mean, what's show and tell? Three? Uh, yeah, I think it's two and a blue. Yeah, so, I mean, just stuff that you can get out early, because show and tell it's there forever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like Maelstrom Wanderer, that'd be a great show. Actually, no, that's not a good show and tell card. Uh, Inkwell um, Leviathan isn't bad. Um, Sphinx of the Steel Wind's also a good one. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff there. I mean, yeah, it is a archetypal deck where, you know, but, you know, put Omnipotent, you know, Omnipotent or Omnidor or whatever it is. Uh, Omni Omnipotence. Omnipotence. Put that yeah. in there. Uh, yeah, but then, then I guess you're just into the same problem of if we had let them have show and tell, once they get the thing out there, it's there forever and they're just good to go. But with yeah. sneak attack, at least they just get in the, the one hit and then they've got to sack it, so. I mean, I get, I just. I think show and tell like, was too dangerous for the limited format. And that's fair, and I understand. I can see why they didn't do it because of limited format. But let's look at, I mean, let's look at mermaids. Merfolk. Do, uh, do we have to? Do they really give you a lot for it, though? Uh, no. No? But is that not a pretty big deck in Legacy? Merfolk? Yeah, it is. I mean, let's see, we got Merfolk Tutor. Uh, yeah, we've got a little bit of merfolkiness in here. There's, there's, okay, let's, let's, let's hold on, let's pause for a second. So, we've established that this, we think, is for the Commander players, not for the Legacy players, because the Legacy... In my opinion, yes. The Legacy players are already established, they probably already have their decks... Uh, but what we're starting to get into here now, and this is fine, I like to randomly walk around things. Some of the design decisions that they've made here, we need to keep in the following context. This set is trying to serve multiple masters simultaneously. It is not just a, let's print all the good cards and put them in a set set. It and also has to function as a limited format, either draft or, if it could happen, I don't know that it will, uh, sealed. But I, I think that's why Modern Masters um, served its purpose better. Sure. It, it had one goal, one format. It, actually, I'm sorry, it had two goals. Good draft. Yeah. Help people get into Modern. Right. Reprint, reprint the Goifs, which that made actually worse. We won't talk about Goifs. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you know, get some of that stuff into the hands of people who didn't have access to it before. Um, yeah, and then they put the dragons, which people complained about because they were mythics. But they yeah. did, that was draft. That was all draft. Is why those were mythics. Let's be real. And in theory, that's what this set is doing too. But that's where I think some uh, not really oversights, but some questionable design happens. A lot of the weird things that go on in this set, I think, go on because they were trying to make a limited environment. So, like, you started to bring up merfolk. I also want to bring up goblins, or anything tribal. It's like they sort of gave you the things you needed for that tribal in a limited format, but not completely? But th they didn't give you the things to make the tribal deck work. I mean, right. honestly, where is... Oh, why am I spacing on this stupid artifact? 
uh, Gite? Nope. Because that's that's Merfolk right there. Uh, right. Ethervile. Oh. Thank you. Where's that? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, I really that... expected Ethervile to be in hey, here. They gave us top, but they didn't give us that. Yeah. Thanks for that, guys. Seriously, that's just awesome. Which to me, the top was totally targeted towards Commander. Hundred uh, percent. Could be. I don't. But then again, I don't know if it'll actually cheapen top at all. But, you know, they gave you top, but they didn't get... I, mean, I understand they didn't want to give you counterbalance because they don't want to put that in a draft set. Yeah, because that's just cause, miserable for anyone ever playing it in any format ever for any reason. But, I mean, that is a deck that goes with um, Sensei's top, and that's really the only deck I know that uses top. Uh, it's the main one that does. There, there are a couple of others that throw it in here and there, but... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to name some boost cards that they needed to print, but... And they did, but that's like kind of it. They printed Brainstorm. That's obvious. Uh, yes, they totally printed Brainstorm. They did it. They gave us Force of Will. Had to do. Yeah, that kind of had to happen. Um, then they gave us Jace. Yeah, the mind that jerk face, the Mind Sculptor, is totally in here. I'm out of blue cards that they needed to print. Uh, that uh, they printed that ma- that mattered. Okay, I uh, I would argue. Okay, let's let's uh, maybe table cost for a second. And I'm just not even looking at with... cost. I'm just looking at. Cards to open that pack for and see that they have a place in Legacy. A uh, counterspell. They gave us counterspell. Oh, they did give us counterspell. I missed that. Yep, totally did. I, you know, if you want to ask, you know, let's just take kind of a thousand foot view. Uh, what cards are in this set that are uh, truly iconic? That are just so ingrained into the fabric of the Eternal formats that you just have to put them in a set like this. Things like Counterspell and Force of Will and Wasteland, okay, those had to be in here. Uh, Mother of Runes, you know, these are all cards that when you think Legacy, when you think Vintage, these are cards that you expect to see. They didn't even print Lightning Bolt. Uh, They didn't, and that, okay, so there's a very good example of where I think they failed in in that sort of thing. I mean, yes, we have some uh, effects like that. We've got Chain Lightning, okay, sure... But that's I, not lightning bolt. But that's not lightning bolt. That's sorcery speed. That's that's not quite what we wanted there. So it's it's like they were aiming at a target, right? And there's that center ring that is a, a ten. And now and then they just hit that. They just nail that ten. It's like bam, bam, bam. And then they hit an eight. And it's like, well, that was it, it's good. It's not great, but it's good. And so, I don't know, maybe maybe I was expecting too much to see Lightning Bolt along with, you know, all of those really good blue cards that we just talked about. So, but, I want to I name some cards, and you tell me what format you think they, if they were in a pack, or what someone opened that pack wants to use it for. Okay, sure. Brago, King Eternal. Uh, I have no idea. Do you know what Brago does? Oh, yeah, but I mean, oh, do you mean what would they do in Legacy, or can I pick No, no, no. Oh, can Pick uh, pick a format, any format that people play Magic in. If you open that card in a pack, what do you want to use it for? Well, Brago. Uh, I'd probably put that in Commander. Okay. um, Dak Faden, maybe not the best example. Uh, Vintage, actually. Okay. Maelstrom Wanderer. Ah, Maelstrom Wanderer. Uh, There again, I'm going to go Commander. Okay. Sphinx of the Steel Wind. Uh, okay, Sphinx does see some play in Legacy. But if you, again, if you opened it, what do you want to see? But Not what, where can it fit, but where do you want it to be? I would probably play that in Commander as well. Alright, um, top. Uh, I would, uh, set that on fire. Okay, Isochron Scepter. 
Uh, Isochron Scepter, uh, do I hate my friends? Yes. Uh, Commander. Relic of Progenitus. Uh, ooh, no, that one actually sees play in a lot of stuff. Uh, Legacy or Vintage. I'm, I'm, not giving you all, I'm not giving all one example of things. Yeah, sure. Uh, Legacy or Vintage, definitely. But, I mean, I know I, I handpick cards a little bit, but it's a lot of, I see a lot of, just a lot of stuff that feels very commandery. Yeah. That, that people want in Commander. Now, I mean, yeah, I just see that tons of it. Here's another suggestion I'm going to make. Uh, for who this set is really for, who it's targeted for, that I'm sure people are already, you know, yelling at their iPods about. And that is Cube. Yes. Okay, this is, I'm going to say, in my opinion, the closest Wizards has come to making Cube the set. Pretty much. It's I mean, not- honestly, the symbol should be a cube, just to kind of like a little, you know... Wait, yeah. wait, judge. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not perfect. You know, if I were designing a cube from the ground up, these are not the cards I would settle on. But much in the same way that they claim when they produce a product, they always put in things that they expect you to replace so that you can learn how to replace things. This might be a good example of that. So, for instance, uh, you know, if I were making a cube out of this, I would pull out the chain lightning and I would put in lightning bolt. But the other thing, if you made this into a cube, it would be... It would be phenomenal. Oh, yeah. You know, if you could get your hands on enough of this product to actually make a cube involving all of these cards, you would have a good cube. Maybe not the greatest cube, but it would be a pretty good cube. People would play it. Yeah, people would play the crap out of this. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just... I, I know, and they called it Eternal, which is fair, because if they called it Legacy Masters, they definitely would have failed. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I don't know what their original goal was. But I feel Legacy was part of that goal, and I just, I think they missed the mark. Now, here's here's one where they totally missed the mark, and I, I hate to bring up this terrible, terrible sore point here. But if their goal was to make something that appealed to Commander, which it seems obvious given some of these cards, and if their goal was to make something that was like a cube, where's Damnation? They gave us Wrath of God. They did give us Wrath of God, and kudos to them for that. They could have given us Day of Judgment, but nope, no, nope. They went with the old school, Wrath of God. I like it. And I think that was because, you know, give us the classic one. They yeah. couldn't put both in this set. Right, but but Damnation. Should they have put Damnation over Wrath of God because they recently reprinted Wrath of God? Yes. Well, I'm more thinking that we've been essentially chomping at the bit for a reprint of Damnation forever. Uh, they even did a basically from-the-vault Damnation that had no Damnation in it. I don't think they like the card because it doesn't fit black. I know they don't, but at the same time, it's so... I, I don't want to say integral, but so important to so many people. How could you not? Again, it's because I I think the stuff where they bended, bent the color pie was a planar chaos. Yeah, oh, yeah. When they bent the color pie, I think they realized it was a big, it was probably as big of a mistake as Phyrexian mana was. And they generally, you don't see a lot of that stuff reprinted. You yeah, just, I, I you might, just don't. I might argue that uh, Phyrexian mana was even worse. But, but yeah, I, I see you're, you're, prob- you're probably right. It is worse because it, it broke the color pie completely instead of bent it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they look at it on a similar scale. I mean, look at this worst gut shot. Uh, thankfully, not in this set. I mean, is mental messed up legal? I don't think it's legal in command and legacy, is it? Uh, no, thank God. So uh, that's that's probably why it's not printed. Yeah, mental misstep is not legal in in Legacy. Oh God, that card. I mean, but you I mean you know, look at that. Is gut shot used in Legacy anymore? 
Uh, yes, it is. Not a lot, but it is. Uh, it's, I think it's actually used more in vintage. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you do see gut shots here and there, but, uh, thankfully not. But it, I mean, it's not, not here. here. I mean, they gave us swords, which, I mean, they didn't give us lightning bolt, but they gave us swords. Uh, they did. Uh, that's swords to plowshares, not a bunch of different sword artifacts. Yep, sorry. Yep. So yeah. that's always just been swords. Sure. Um, but yeah, sword, yeah, we have swords to plowshare, but we don't have lightning bolts. I mean, it's not the same thing, but. I mean, let's be honest, Swords of Plowshare is so much worse. Yeah. Did they give us um, Mother of Ruins? Oh, uh, yeah, Mom's in here. I didn't see her. I heard you mention her. Oh, yeah, she's totally in here. Uh, oh, there she yeah, is. She's got oh, the, inter- the, the newer Therese Nielsen art. Interesting. It's not my favorite. I don't know. But it is sweet art. If you've ever seen a big version of that, she did a really yeah. nice job on it. It is, but it's not... To me, it's not Mother of Ruins. Yeah, it's not the iconic art. I mean, some of this art, uh, we do have new art on a few things. Uh, some of it I like, some of it I don't. Uh, I, I, I want to turn my attention for, for just a minute, if we, if I could, could veer us away, uh, to some of the cards that are in here for elves. So, you know, if you think of the three biggest tribal decks in Legacy, your tribal decks are Merfolk, goblins and elves and of the three i think they did the best job of giving us elves the legacy deck there is a goblins deck in here if you're drafting there are enough goblins that you might be able to find including a siege gang commander and uh sting scourger uh who else is in here who's really good uh uh, Mog War Marshal, Mog Fanatic. I mean, there, you can definitely make a goblin tribal deck in here, but there's no goblin lord to help them, which is kind of weird. Is there an elf? I don't see an elf lord. Uh, there's not an elf lord, but, uh, since you don't have Aether Vile and they didn't give us, uh, goblin lackey, you don't really have the legacy deck goblins. But you have a goblins tribal deck for limited. But if we then look at elves, Almost all of the pieces of oh. uh, the uh. elves deck are present here. They they, they do have the an elf lord. Do they? Which yeah, one? Yeah, Imperius perfect. Oh, well, that's not who I would have chosen. But... It's it's other elves get you control get plus one plus one. Yeah. Huh. So I mean, it's an elf that's a lord. Yeah. Although um, I guess I didn't mean is is elves different than elf ball? Uh, yes, elves is different than elf ball. Elves, okay, I just okay, just because yeah. the when I always think of elves, when I think of legacy, from what I used to like when I watched online and all that stuff, I always thought I always thought elf ball was the same thing as elves. Not really. I mean, elves the deck uh, in legacy is really a combo deck that is trying to get uh, natural order to happen as fast as possible. Or Green Sun Zenith to happen as fast as possible to go get the things you need. You're really trying to combo out something big and dumb like uh, Crater Hoof Behemoth and then just kill your opponent. And so we have a lot of those pieces here. We've got uh, Natural Order, we've got Lanawar Elves, we've got Heritage Druid, we've got Green Sun Zenith, we've got Wirewood Symbiote. I mean, most of the major pieces of Elves is here. There are a few pieces that aren't, but, you know, most of them are there. Uh, so it, it's the closest one. They, they kind of gave us the Enchantress deck, which is kind of weird because we have multiple Enchantresses, you know, uh, cards that, uh, creatures that care or get bonuses when you've got enchantments that come in or, or happen. I don't know. I don't don't see Elven Grass anywhere. Yeah. So like I said, it's like, here's kind of part of a deck. Enjoy. That's a big, such a big part of an Enchantress deck is Elven Grass. Uh, yeah, it is. 
Cave of Self and Guide, because that's the same thing, right? Well, it's got elephant in it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's exactly the same. I mean, except not. They re- they put Young Pyromancer in here, which I thought was interesting. But that's a, I mean, that's a legacy deck. Uh, yeah, Young Pyromancer does see uh, does see play quite a bit in Legacy. But you know what's not here? Delver of Secrets. I think it's strictly because that would probably be the only flip card they would have. Yes, I agree. And they didn't want that to draft. I think that is strictly drafting logistics is the only reason it's not in this set. I'm inclined to agree with you. I mean, God, they gave us Shardless Agent. They did, yes. Uh, here's an interesting one. We've got Entomb, and we've got Animate Dead. But we don't have Exhum, so it's not quite Reanimator. And they don't have Reanimate. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I know that I mean, Reanimate is used. That is one of the major Reanimate spells in Reanimator. Yeah, although Exhum is, is even better. Exhum is better. But it's also stupid powerful. Yes, but Reanimator is also only one mana. Yeah. Uh, and we have, like, kind of some pieces of Dredge. So, like, Icarids in here. But that that's like it. I I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of strange. It's it's like it was it was a hodgepodge. There was a buffet <laughs> of legacy decks, and they got a little bit of a bunch of stuff. But but I mean, they they put mana crypt. That's how is that 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 is like targeted at commander. Okay, yeah. The, well, and vintage. Uh, but the mana crypt is actually really interesting because I think this is the only time that mana crypt has actually been printed in a set. I think the only other versions of mana crypt that we've really seen are, uh, a promo, uh, and it was in Master's Edition and it was a judge foil. And that's like it. It's never really been in a, in a proper useful set. Why clues? I well because it's a stupid card. Have you read it? No, just just why? Why would they print this artifact? Mana crypt? No. Oh. Uh oh. Which one? Winter orb. Oh. Why would they do that? that that's why. Why not say I want to make the most unfun draft I can? Let's play winter orb. Well, they already did that when they put in uh, Sensei's divining top. But winter orb. Why? No one likes that. No one wants to play against that. Now, what's really interesting is uh, they actually have changed Winter Orb back to its original functionality because of the way they've worded it. So there was a time, and this is before my time, so I'm probably about to get something wrong, and I apologize in advance for that, but at least it's food for thought for whoever's going to text me or tweet at me that I'm totally wrong. Back in the day, artifacts that had, like, a static ability that just say, like, this thing can't happen, like Winter Orb does, uh, they only functioned as long as it was untapped, but later they, they took that off. They made it so that uh, it didn't matter whether it was tapped or untapped. It, it was just an effect that happened all the time. But if you read how they've printed Winter Orb in this set, it now reads, as long as Winter Orb is untapped, players can't untap more than one land during their untap steps. So... They've returned it to its actual original functionality, which is really interesting. Is that so, like, you can tap it at the end of their untap step, that way all of your lands untap, but they don't? Uh, yeah, that's that's why this is such an unfair card that everyone hates. It's I, I want to say it's worse than stasis, but I don't think it is worse than stasis, just because artifacts are easier to get rid of. It's pretty bad. It is, It's but that's how unfun of a drafting environment is that? I mean, imagine if you get the Dak Faden Winter Orb deck. Good old Dak Faden. 
Uh, other interesting things going on in this deck. We've got Vindicate. That's a popular card. People because like their it, Vindicates. Because it does things. It does. Although it is the uh, the Soren art on Vindicate, not... Because uh, it's amazing and he's amazing. Uh, that is pretty much true. I mean, look at, look at him. He's vindicating someone. He is totally Into nothingness. Someone. It's kind of what he does. Mm, Bloodbraid Elf. Uh, yep, Bloodbraid Elf. So, uh, more Cascady nonsense. They put three Cascade cards in uh, this. Yes, you could try and make Cascade.deck. Ugh, Maelstrom Wanderer's already bad enough. Oh, and and they printed uh, the best one-mana Planeswalker in here. Deathrite Shaman's here. Yes, he is. And I think that's a really nice touch, since they couldn't put him in Modern Masters, since he's banned. Which is probably fair. He's really freaking. He's really freaking good. Uh, we also have Caracas. That's another big one for uh, Commander. Card's amazing. Oh yeah, it's an amazing card. Absolutely. It's in. Uh, it's it's used. Uh, wasn't it? Uh, was it Death and Taxes? Doesn't Death and Taxes use it? Yeah, there are there are a couple of decks in Legacy that use it. But what what use is it in this set? Oh, there's a decent number of legends in the set. Okay, but how how many? How many of these things are actually legendary that you're going to have to deal with on a regular basis? You got your Brago, and you got your Maelstrom Wanderer, and there are just a handful of others, but they're all at, like, Mythic, maybe, Rare? Um, they do, yeah, Rares. I don't think they have any. But, th- I mean, that's not for draft. Yeah, that's my point. How useful is that in a limited environment? And the answer is not very. It's a white land... Um, honestly, though, if uh, I need to read a card real quick before I make this deck. No, make... no, just go ahead and just stumble right into it like I do. Uh, sneak attack. It's not when they leave, is it when they leave the battlefield or is it the end of turn when they're sacrificed? Uh, they are sacrificed at the beginning of the next end step. So yeah, you can, you can pop it back to your hand. So, I mean, once you get the, oh, sneak it, I mean, never mind, sneak attack's not going to work. Like once you can like get Maelstrom out. Just keep bouncing. Granted, now we're in a four-color deck, I guess. But just keep bouncing back, Cascade. Well, no, actually, you could sneak attack out your uh, anything legendary. Uh, it gains haste because you snuck attack it. And then you uh, hit, hit him with it and then bounce it back. Yeah, you could do that. Seems like you've got to have a lot of good pieces to make that happen, though. Sneak attack's a mythic. Uh, uh, Caracas is also mythic in this set. Is it mythic? I thought it was it, Yeah, it, no, it's mythic. Yeah, it's mythic in this set. And then you've got to have some fatties that are legendary to be able to pull that off. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tall ask, but it is. But we're we're in magical Christmas land. Why not? There, there's things. I mean, there's possibilities. I mean, there's um, trying to find a legend of where it doesn't really. I mean, there's Blade Wing. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd go for Blade Wing. He's kind of cool. Six five flying haste. Tur- turn him into what was that dragon that did that? Um, there's an Innistrad. Uh, Cast it, it had haste, and then it would return to your uh, the, your hand. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. So you turn him into that, except he's bigger. I don't know. I guess there are quite a few legendary creatures in here. There but... is, um, and if anything, it's you just use it to like. Let's say you have a Visara, you just use it to defend. You know. I guess I'll also start, say that if you're start, let me just return her. Yeah, if you're drafting this set and you open a Caracas, you should probably just take it anyway. Yeah. I would. I'm not saying rare draft, but it is a Caracas, and it's got some pretty sweet art. Oh, they put Necropotence in. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, they also put in Maze of Ith. I love Maze of Ith, and it's only a rare, and it has awesome, awesome artwork. You should totally draft Maze of Ith. 
because it's probably going to help you a lot in this format because they're probably going to want to punch you in the face. Oh, they printed braids and not the nice one. Uh, They did print braids and man, she looks crazy. She is crazy and she's mean and awful. Yeah, that's fair. Blood artist, that's nice. You know, he doesn't really fit with an archetype here. Yeah, he doesn't really. Well, and then they printed weird stuff like Silent Departure. I mean, I get that's for the draft, but still. And then they print printed crazy stuff like uh, Sylvan Library. How about them apples? Why? Yeah, I think it's just because they wanted to keep judges in jobs, because we're going to have to come and explain things to you, because... All kinds of weirdness. I don't know. Counterspell's got the most simple wording on any magic card I think I've ever seen. Uh, pretty much does. Counter target spell. That's it. Oh, it's they got some cards in this set that I like. I just as the set as a whole, I don't under fully like. I can't look at the cards in this set and know what their goal was. Yeah, and I, I'm really anxious to hear what people's experiences are going to be like actually drafting this set. And it may be that they have they have managed to cobble, cobble together something that is just an amazing, amazing draft experience. I don't know. I don't draft enough to be able to look at this and go, oh yeah, I see why this seems suboptimal, but it's going to be great in this format. I, I just don't know. I mean, Enlightened Tutor, what is that? Uh, Enlightened Tutor, is that the one that goes to get uh, an enchantment? Yeah. Artifact or enchantment. Right. Well, that's obviously so you can go get your Sensei's Divining Top so you can oh. take this limited game to time. Ugh, balance. Ooh. Oh, yeah, there is balance. It's totally, it's fine. Thank God it's mythic. It's happening to all of us, so it's fine. Just thank God it's mythic. Yeah, that's fair. If it wasn't, that'd be ridiculous. And there is Jace, okay? Not only is there Jace, but there's Squadron Hawk. With no swords. With no swords. Oh, and, awesome. uh, okay, okay. First, where is Stoneforge? Exactly. That you know, this where? is another really good example. It's like, hey, do you guys remember Callblade and how it was awesome, and some of you really loved it? Here's half of Callblade. Enjoy. Where is Batterskull? Uh, th- thankfully, not appearing in this set. But let's be honest. They should, don't you feel they should be here? Both of those cards. <sighs> if you're gonna give us part of it, yes. I I kind of feel like it should, but at the same time, uh, what if they had? Okay, what if they had actually given us all of Cobblade in this set? Does that work? Yes, because Cobblade. I mean, how hard would it be? To, because clearly, if they printed Stoneforge Mystic, yeah, she's going to be Mythic, right? I mean, we can agree on that, right? Oh uh, yeah. So you would need. I mean, I understand Squadron Hawk is well more than four commons if you want to run it the right way. Um. Yeah, then you have then you have multiple mythics to make it effective. I mean, let's look at. But do they really have quality equipment to support her? No. Which is, might be a reason why they didn't run her. Actually, I don't think they have like any equipment. They have like no equipment to support her. Yeah, pretty much. But if they'd put her in, they would have had to then put in equipment. Otherwise, she's totally useless, which eats up slots. So I I see why they didn't. And squadron but equipment, Hawk, equipment is a key to draft formats, though. It tends I mean, to be. Put good stuff in there. I mean, put um, put a sword in here. Why not? Is there any equipment in this set? No. There's none. There's zero equipment in this set. And I mean, honestly, draft formats need equipment. I. They do. I That's. I'm so confused. You're right. There. There's none. What was it? Someone's job to turn in the equipment for the set, and they were out that day. That's weird. So I mean. 
Stone, like Stoneforge. I mean, I know she's only used in the Stoneblade deck, but it's a, that's a pretty popular deck. Last time I checked Legacy standings. Well, and the Deathblade deck. I mean, it, she's she's definitely oh, oh, oh. got a place in here, or she would, but she's not. She's not in here. Let's be clear about that. None of that. But they gave us Squadron Hawk. It's like ha. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, not only that, but Squadron Hawk is one of those cards that's really only useful if you draft multiple copies. Now, that being said, if you're drafting, first picking Squadron Hawk might not be awful if you think you're going to get some more, but I wouldn't count on getting any more because everyone else knows that too. Is it a common, though? It's a common, yeah, so you might actually have the opportunity to have Squadron Hawk dot deck. But the thing is, you know what makes Squadron Hawk really good? Uh, Equipment. A, a sword. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, okay, yeah, you have a bunch of 1-1 flyers, and that's great, but eventually they're going to get overpowered, or they your opponent just plays, what's that stupid, um, something, what, Procession? Uh... Zealous, oh, sorry, Zealous Persecution. Ah, yes, okay, sure. So you have one card that would ruin your entire deck. And that's, an, I mean, it's an uncommon, but still. I just... Or they play Nev's Disc, and then they're all gone. It, no, maybe, maybe this is a great draft format. I can't say I haven't drafted it. It just doesn't seem... Like they, it feel. I'm not one to criticize wizards this harshly, but it doesn't feel like they succeeded on any of the angles they were going for. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've been driving at: is that it seems like there were multiple things they were trying to accomplish, and it kind of does most of them. It, it doesn't do really well at any of them, because you know, if if your goal is to bring down price of secondary market cards, which is not their goal, they they don't muddle with that unless they absolutely have to, and even then, they pretty much don't. This isn't going to be printed enough to actually drive costs down. And in fact, just by printing this set, the secondary market has done some wonky things. Uh, like all of the reserved list cards spiked in price when this set was announced because they knew they couldn't print them. Uh, Rashad in Port, which is not in this set but could have been, once the set was fully announced so we knew that Rashad in Port wasn't in there, Rashad in Port prices spiked. Because everyone's like, but I wanted Rashad and Port. Where, where are they? Now I have to go buy them, and they're expensive, and that's terrible. So it certainly didn't do that. So as far as trying to make cards more available to people who don't already play Legacy or Vintage, yeah, that's a bust. Uh, as far as supplying cards to people who play Legacy and Vintage, they already have these cards. Or at least they already have most of these cards. The cards that they actually needed were the reserved list cards, which you can't print. I mean, maybe there's someone who plays this one version of Delver that might switch into Shardless Delver if they get a couple Shardless agents, but I, I just don't see that the case. Yeah. Stupid Shardless agent. So yeah, it's it's really weird. It's really weird. But something I, I do want to ask about here, uh, that I, I want to go on our random walk, because it's what we... I'm going to hit the random button, Okay. So let's just hit shuffle, and here's a weird question for you. Given what we just discussed about prices spiking on some things, and about how expensive some of these cards are, uh, we could ask some questions about uh, this set. So one of the complaints that happened with uh, both Modern Masters 1 and Modern Masters 2, uh, excuse me, Modern Masters 2015, let's say, uh, is that the packs were like 10 bucks MSRP for Modern Masters 2. I think they were technically like 8 bucks for Modern Masters 1. But that's probably not what you paid for them, because most places were jacking no, up the prices. No, not even close. I mean, yeah, you're paying like, for the first one, I don't know about the second, the first one, you're easily paying 15 minimum. 
So the first one, they made the mistake of the set was definitely more valuable. Now, now okay, I'm about to say something that's going to make people go, well, no, that's not right. The set was perceived as more valuable than the MSRP, let's say it that way. And it, and it very much was. There was a lot of, there was a good EV for Modern Masters 1 if you could get it at MSRP, which you probably couldn't. Modern Masters 2, there was a perception that it totally was not good EV compared to its MSRP. I'm not going to say that it was filled with chaff. There was some good stuff in, in Modern Masters 2015. But that $10 MSRP sticker did not really jive with your chances of opening anything near what you paid. I think that this set actually comes closer to getting it right. I, I still think it's not perfect, and if you're cracking packs for value, you're probably doing it wrong. But uh, I think it comes closer to justifying its $10 MSRP, which, again, if you can get it at that. Uh, but is the secondary market for Magic, and here's where we're going on the full-blown full random walk here, is the secondary market for Magic uh, hitting a bubble? Because I don't know if you've looked at prices of some of the cards on the secondary market lately, but they are freaking out of control. I guess I haven't looked at the secondary market in a while. Now, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to hit a couple, of, a couple of big cards that didn't see reprints here. Uh, okay, uh, Underground Sea. Let's take Ugh. Underground Sea, for instance. I know it's a reserved list card, but it's a pretty good indicator of... It's a barometer for what the secondary market on Eternal Staples is like. Oh. Any, any guesses for an underground C? No, oh, let's see. We talked about it a, while, a little bit when we talked about reserve list. It was probably around $400. Yeah, it's actually exactly at $400. Okay. That's, that's the cheapest mint near mint playable underground C you can get. If you want to get the collector's edition, which is not tournament legal, that's still $150. Let me say that again. It is not tournament legal... And it's $150. For all those cubes and commanders. Yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, what about Rashadden Port, which did not see a reprint here? Rashadden Port, which I think was at around 80 or so, has spiked up to 110. So are the is the secondary market out of control? Is this sustainable? And I don't think that it is. And that, that worries me. It worries me a lot that uh, the, the, the speculators and the folks who are trying to make money on the secondary market, not necessarily the retailers, but the people who like buy up a bunch of cards and try and sell them back and the speculators. I, I really worry that we're headed towards a bubble that is completely just unsustainable. And I'm worried. I am sincerely actually worried about this. Because let's let's be honest, let's just call it like it is. You're talking about shelling out literally thousands of dollars, the price of a car for some cardboard in a deck box that may or may not just get stolen at a large tournament, for that matter. And that's that's troubling. That's crazy. I mean, I thought that Legacy was expensive when I started to get into Legacy a couple of years back, but it was nothing like this. And we're not even talking power here. We're talking just lands. I mean, if you look at a standard deck these days, even even a, a tier one standard deck, you're still talking multiple hundreds of dollars. For uh, a tier one modern deck, you're still approaching thousands of dollars, right? You're in the, the upper hundreds easily. 
Yeah, you're definitely in that Escalon. That, that's that's just crazy. And I love magic. I, I just want to be absolutely clear about that. I love this game. But it's still just a game. My god, can we keep doing that? I don't know that we can. I'm worried, man. Sincerely, sincerely worried. I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe you don't think about it much. Maybe maybe the folks out there don't think about it much. But I, I know I, I don't want to say lose sleep over it. I lose sleep over other stuff, but... It's something to think about, though. So, let's say that this set is successful. Hope, well, hopefully it is. And, you know, based on, on the scuttlebutt, I've heard uh, most of the Legacy and Eternal players I've talked to are pretty indifferent about this set, because, again, there's, there's not much there for them. They already have their decks. But the Commander kids are losing their minds. And I, I didn't mean that in, in a derogatory way. I'm, I'm saying the Commander players, okay? I, I apologize if that came off as overly hostile. I certainly did not mean it that way. But the Commander players are losing their minds. They love this set. Well, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that they couldn't get in foil that they can get in foil now. Yeah. Or with fantastic new art. Or, you know, just... it's. I, I see how they would like, love it. I just don't... Like, this is not going to make Top more easier to get. Top's just going to be more expensive. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we've been, I think we've been, I don't want to say ne- negative, but we've kind of talked about the impact and the um, the purpose of this and how well they met or didn't meet this. But let's talk about some of the cards in there. What's your favorite card they printed? My fa- Ooh, man, that's that's pretty tough. Uh, my gut tells me to say Pyroblast just because, and actually for the same reason that the Commander folks are happy about it, I think this is the first time Pyroblast will be foil. And nice. I think that's awesome. I do like the artwork on it, too. Man, best card in here? Uh, ooh. No, I'm actually going to say Price of Progress. That's actually my... my the, the happiest I am is that card right there. Fair enough. How about you? Um, this one is just, is more of an emotional attachment, so it's like it's not like it's the best card. It's sure. just the, my my favorite one. Yeah, that's eight, eight and a half tails. Oh, okay, fair enough. I I really like that card. It's one of the earlier cards I played with in Commander, and I did really well with it. I've always liked it. I liked what it did. It's um, partly you know because I always play the Esper Shard of the Magic that I enjoy playing, and this really speaks to my the white half of me. Sure. Just everything the card does, and I really like the card. It's it's like I have the card, so it's not like this set's gonna make me get it. And I think it's I don't think it's the first time it's in foil. I can't remember if they foiled in Kamigawa. They probably did. It's right. just I really like this card, so I'm real happy that it's in a set like this. Okay, that's fair. Completely fair. Um, other other cards that uh, I enjoy seeing in here. Uh, I like. There's some cards that I like that they're in here, but I don't necessarily like their artwork and don't know how I feel about that. Like Siege Gang Commander, uh, that is not my favorite art for Siege Gang Commander, but it is a goblin, so that makes me happy. Uh, same with uh, Sting Scourger. I think that Sting Scourger is an undervalued card, uh, mostly because of his echo, but a, a well-timed Sting Scourger fixes a lot of problems, just because of, of the bounce. Uh, but It's pretty big. He's Did much ever- better if you can ether vial him in, because you can do that at instant speed and really just wreck their day. Like, uh, I was playing against a, uh, oh god, it, it's not, I, I think it was technically lands at the time, but this was before they had access to Thespian Stage. 
And so they were trying to pull off the Dark Depths combo, not with Thespian Stage, but with Vampire Hexmage. Okay. And they pulled it off. But I had an Aether Vial on two, and uh, they got their dude out, and I just Sting Scourgered him away. And they didn't openly weep, but it was, it was a close thing. Because, you know, that's, that's how I roll. Take that. I guess I, do, I They printed two incarnations, I think, and I don't understand why they only printed two. Well, because they like to toy with us. Because they printed Brown and Wonder. Uh, but I feel like they actually did a similar thing in one of the Modern Masters ones, where they printed, like, part of a cycle, but not the rest. And I think what we decided at the time was the rest of them kind of sucked. And my guess is that's what happened here. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, anger does not suck. Oh, that's uh, true. Um, the only one that does suck is the black one. Um, I think that one gives Swamp Walk for some reason. <laughs> I need to look up the incarnations because we got Wonder and Brawn. Yeah, those are both. I mean, those are both great. Let's be honest. Um, I'm trying to think of the white one. I can't remember. I think it's Patience. No, oh, Filth, which has only been printed once, and it does give Swamp Walk. Yeah, I just might call this show Swamp Walk for some reason. I don't don't know. Glory's not the one I'm thinking of. Purity. What What does that even do? Nope. Sorry, it's not Purity. We have Anger, which gives you Haste. Brawn gives Trample. Filth gives Swamp Walk. Wonder gives Flying. Well, now i got to find some incarnations. Cause... Oh, sorry, Glory. Glory, I forgot Glory was, was activatable. Glory gives um, two and a white and choose a color. Creatures you control gain protection from color until end of turn. You can only activate it if Glory's in the graveyard. Okay, that's that's a thing. I mean, the only one that's bad is Black's Filth. That's the only one that's bad. So I don't think that's it. I don't know. It just seemed odd that they printed Wonder and Brawn. Hmm. And not Anger or pure, or Glory. Granted, Anger's a douche card. <laughs> oh, they printed Tragic Slip. That's nice. Oh, they did. That's, that's a quality card. It fixes a lot of problems, too. Sinkhole. That's nice. Um, I like all the, the that legendary cycle, the three and three color, except the red one. I don't know if there's a that's the only one that fits that mark that's equal power. I don't know. I just think Blade Week's terrible. Okay. Well, he's a he's a six five flying haste. That's pretty awesome. But compared to his other brethren that like the same cycle, let's let's okay. So let's read that cycle. So we got a 6-5 flying haze for 6. Sure. That's, that's what red gives us. Red. Yep. Let's see what white gives us. White gives us a 4-7 lion, and whenever he's blocked, he gets plus 7, plus 7, and you pay 1 white, he gets protection from any color until end of turn. It seems a little better than the 6-5 flying haze. He might be really good. Um, we have Arcanus, who is a 3-4 for 6, but you tap him and draw 3 cards. That's it. Draw 3 cards. And then pay 2... Two and two blue and return him to your hand for protection. It seems a little better than a flying haster. I don't know. That's 6-5 flying haste. I think you're selling it short because you're, you're late game here. He might just win you the game. Just play him, punch him, they're dead. So we have Visara the Dreadful. She's a 5-5 five, five flyer who taps and destroys things and it can't be regenerated. That's it. Just can't be, It's just done. There's no other criteria to meet. Just kills it. Yeah. That seems a little better than the 6-5 flying haste. Yeah, it's kind of good. And then we have Silvos, the Rogue Elemental, who I hate green. I hate it. Especially because this card. This is a, this card is a prime reason why I hate this color. 
is an eight full eight five with trample, and you pay one green, and he gets regenerate. Yeah. It's just when you look at all the feathers power of those legends, the six five flying haste just seems a little meh. Underwhelming. It, it does. It's it seems very vanilla for what the other cards do. I mean, I guess they all do kind of two things. Um, and his two things just have to be flying haste. But it's like one, Visara beats all of them besides Jareth. Well, I guess she could beat Arcadus, maybe, depending on their mana, but it's like if I I would if I was like I had the choice I would take Vasara over Bladewing thousand times over yeah in every situation every even if you had been stuck drafting green but why would I take Bladewing if I've been drafting green mm. oh I'm sorry red sorry I was I was looking at at another card um oh I just to me that's just I think it's weird I mean oh, I guess World Gorge Dragon's not legendary so he can't fit that. Let me ask you about lands, if I could, for a minute. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about the lands yet. Yeah, we haven't really. So at, at common, we do have uh, some mana fixing, which are... Uh, God, I don't even know what these lands are called. They're, they're the ones that enter tapped and you gain a life. The tap life givers. Yeah. All, all ten of them. Yeah, so they're, they're all here. Gang's all here. Uh, so pick a color combination. We'll give it to you. Uh, but they're all in there. They're all at common. How do you feel about that? They're fine. They're what you need for a draft format. They're perfect. Agreed. Uh, there are people who were just all kinds of pissy that they didn't give us the Zendikar fetches. Why? Why would they do that? Exactly. How could they give us the Zendikar fetches? Do you have any idea how much the set would be worth if they did that? And now, no, I hear you screaming, but think of how many they could sell. No, they couldn't. They only printed like four of them. So saying, they are going to sell the, all of their products, yes. no matter what. Ev- everything they printed is getting sold. So that that was not going to happen. And the Zendikar fetches would have eaten up uh, rare slots uh, or p- mythic slots. Who knows? They were shoving things all over the place. Uh, well, so they probably wouldn't have the four non non dual color lands that they have. Yeah, they probably they probably couldn't fit in Caracas Wasteland Maze of Ith and well, Mistress Factory seems odd, but they had to print Wasteland, had to. They did, and people can say what they want. No, they had to. It wasn't a choice. Which, although so, it seems underwhelming, I love that artwork on Wasteland because that city of brass, but having been destroyed. That's great, and I think that's cool. But I'm a sucker for those sorts of things. So actually, you know, I think that these lands are perfectly fitting for a limited format. I think they're, I, I they're agree. great. And they're at common, so chances are you're going to get your hands on one or two of them that you need for when you're making your deck and you want to splash something. Uh, yes, I, I think it's good. I agree. I think they're perfect for what the goal was. These Their printing was a goal of fixing draft, of a fixing draft not of whatever you want to call it, not of giving you rares, rare yeah. lands. Yeah. They'd already crammed in enough value. They they didn't need... I mean, did I guess enough value? I, I, I don't know. I think enough value. I, I just don't. I, I think, if we're honest with ourselves, I know overwhelmingly we've been critical and nitpicky this show, and I, I, I didn't really mean for it to be that way, but otherwise the show was going to be really short. It was going to be uh, the opening music. I'd introduce myself. I'd introduce Rich. We'd go, hey, uh, the set looks like it's going to be pretty fun to draft. Uh, I hope people get a chance to do that. We'll see you next time. And then we'd play the outro music. And we don't need to go over every card in there. We don't need to. Because, one, we're going over cards that I think most of you know what they are. Yeah. Um, granted, 
eight and a half tail, maybe not, because I'm not sure how many people play with that card or have, love that card like I do. But I think enough of the, our listeners probably play Commander to know enough what that card does. Although, wait, I suppose that there is one card. We mentioned it before, and we did say it's rules text, but it went by really fast, so it's possible that folks didn't catch it. So I'll just read it again. Uh, counterspell, it costs blue-blue. It's an instant, and it counters target spell. That's it. So, just in case you guys missed that one earlier, it totally does that. Oh, wait, uh, there's flavor text if you look really, really closely. It, it's hard to read. It's very, very small, but it says, no, you can't have fun. Yeah, it's right there. Here's an interesting card I just noticed. Burning yeah. Vengeance. Burning Vengeance. I actually don't remember what Burning Vengeance it's does. It's from Innistrad. It's a two and a red enchantment. Whatever you cast a spell from your graveyard, Burning Vengeance deals two damage to target creature or player. What, what do we got that we can play from the graveyard? Um, there's not a lot with flashback. Uh, I'm sure there's something I'm missing here. Is um, there is. There's a there's a blue card. Uh, Silent Departure. Yeah, but isn't is is there some effect that lets us play things from our graveyard? Uh, or somebody who, when he comes in, like target card gains. Maybe we're missing something. Uh, no, I'm not. I, there's I'm not finding it. Dream Twist, which is another uh, Interstrut flashback. Um, deep analysis. There's a few flashbacks, but they're almost uh, another uh, firebolt, firebolt. In red, yeah. Um, desperate ravings. I guess there's a few uh, faithless looting. I mean, I guess like six. I seven. feel like you got to be really committed to pull this off. Reckless charge. Yeah, it's a it's a very um, Gitu slinger. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Echo. Does Necropotence cast from their graveyard? I'm thinking of something else, aren't I? I think you are. Yeah, that's the draw cards. You have to pay life to draw cards. Because you don't have a draw step. Um, there's not a lot. That's It's just interesting. It's for, I mean, You can't draft that card without already having draft a decent amount of the blue-red already. Yeah. I feel like you got to dig deep to make that strategy work. But hey, you want to try? Go for it. It just seems weird. Yeah. Really weird. All right, well, uh, are you planning on playing in any Eternal Masters events? No, that's, they're going to be, wait, I mean, I drafted in Modern Masters 1, yeah. and they're like, between 30 and $40 drafts, that's already pretty pricey for me. I guarantee these drafts will be more. So I, on Monday, when we recorded Monday Night Magic, I asked listeners to tell me, you know, via the Twitters, what sorts of uh, events their local game stores had in store for this. And it looks like the consensus is uh, prices are somewhere between 30 and $50, give or take. Uh, so it's... Uh, I just don't see that many thirty because that's only that's that's less than the cost of the packs. Because isn't MSRP over ten dollars? Uh, yeah, MSRP I think is uh, is nine ninety nine. I think. So that with packs, if you pay a thirty dollar flat fee, you're paying less than if you bought three packs. Yes. So I I think thirty five was the lowest I'd seen. The highest I'd seen was like uh, fifty. I mean, I guess it depends on your local game store how much they like some of their locals. I guess I don't know. Yeah, um, I just don't see it being less than fifty most places. So, and that's something I'm not. I don't love the, enough of this set to do pay for that. Yeah, that's fair. 
that's fair. I'm I'm probably not going to play any either. Uh, again, I'm kind of without a local store at this time. Uh, I know that my, my good friends at Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina, it's a great shop, you should check it out. They are running basically on-demand eight-mans uh, for as long as their product holds out uh, at some reasonable price. I think they're 35 might That's be, super cheap. Might be 40 I Ah, I, oh, man, I just don't know. Let me see. I I was texting one of my buddies there earlier today and let me see if he actually said when when he did uh what was going on. Yeah, 30 35. 35 all day Saturday. So, uh make your way out there for eight man drafts at Atomic Empire and tell them tell them clues sent you and at least some of the employees will go, "I have no idea who that is cuz I haven't been there in a while." But such is the way of life, I suppose. So I'm probably not going to get to draft this, but I am anxious to hear how people how people did at it, what they what they felt of it. I know, I know there will be articles and and commentary ad nauseum, which also is not in this set after uh, this. So uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, overall, I think it looks like a good set. Like I said, I think it's the closest we've come to cube the set. But I wish that it weren't such a limited print run. If it weren't, I think that it could accomplish some of their goals much better, but I just don't know. I just don't know. So, anything else that you'd like to uh, say about this, or shall we put this show to bed? Let's put her to bed. Let's put her to bed. So, uh, maybe you have strong feelings about Eternal Masters. Maybe you went to an Eternal Masters event uh, after or before you heard this, and now you want to tell us, no, it was the most amazing thing ever. I totally was flashing stuff back left and right. Or uh, you totally snuck attack to great success. I don't know. Let us know. Why not? Uh, we like to hear from you. You can still contact us. It's still the old places, because I was out of town most of last week for various and sundry reasons, most of which were unpleasant. Uh, so, if you want to reach us, you can still email us at the old email address, which is mtgcardadvantage at gmail.com. You can still hit us up on the old Twitter, that is at cardadvantage. Or you can hit us up at the new Twitter, which is at Random Discard. You could totally do that. That'd be awesome. It would give me an excuse to actually check that Twitter from time to time. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me directly, your best bet is probably to use the Twitters. I am at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. I'm at Mind Mage. The A in Mage is a four. Also, just like it is in the show notes. So, thank you all very much for listening. Good luck with all of your eternal endeavors, whatever they may be, and we will see you all next time. A stinger was um, was the go stinger goblin was stinger not printed in this set yeah we're gonna, Sting we're, we're gonna stinger go scourge St stinger scourge <laughs> oh i like it yes stinger scourge although unfortunately we're gonna have to pay for that again next show yeah we'll forget about it see that's that's an echo joke i i, I got it uh, yeah i'm just making sure the audience got it i'm just gonna explain the joke it makes it better
At least so that's, much better. At least I think that's what I read. 